Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Three Beers and a Movie. We are once again at The Raven. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. And we also have with us, who might want to pitch in now and again. Andy, Lorraine Hello. and Jill. Jill, who may pitch in but may not pitch in. We don't really know. But may not be us, probably, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, we are talking yeah. shit for the next uh, so, what you, You're drinking something interesting tonight, Colin. What are you drinking tonight? Quite a you made choices tonight, uh, didn't you? You made a choice. You made, that, you went, dark Skies? Dark Skies. Dark Skies, is it? From Speyside. Speyside. Speyside, yeah. How is it? Um, dark. It is dark. It, is, it looks like Guinness. It does look like Guinness. It, it looks like black coffee. It does look like black coffee. It tastes like cold tea, actually. It tastes like cold tea. Yeah. Are yeah. you regretting your choice? There's no gas in it. No, there's no gas in it. It's um, Scottish beer, that's why. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful to the brewery because we want them to... To, 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 to watch sponsorship. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a bit more gas in it. But, but you don't like it? No. No. <laughs> are you regretting you're going away from your corona for one night? Yeah. Why are you not going corona tonight? What happened? Did you feel like a wee... Every fucking week we do this, and you mock me fucking mercilessly. I'm mocking you for the first five weeks, now we're now at week 23, you think it's like, you know, yeah, just... Still mock you for it, you think? I'll fucking make a brave choice, or do something different, and I'm getting mocked. Do you know what we're going to get next week? What, the corona? Yeah. Next time, ask for a wee taster first. They'll, they'll happily do that for oh, you. Oh, that's like fucking scheming. No, it's not. You get a wee try something you like and you go, nah, I'm not really fan of that. Three days when I'll be out. Let's be honest, if they give you a wee... T- it's, it's not like a half a pint or anything. It's like literally like, you know, about 50 mils or when yeah, you get to the That's like the opposite of scheming. That's quite civilised. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's very classic. It only gets uncivilised when you start asking for taste for that every... Every beer, yeah, yeah. If you only ask for one. And not buying anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You ask for one, you see the colour and you go, you know what, the colour doesn't suit me, I'm not really a fan of that. I'll be going to Imagine look at the size, mate. Imagine we'd be a third of a pint now. It's, like it's a, not a third of a pint, it's literally 50 mil. Yeah, it's like a pint to a big person. I can't talk. But anyway, next week, you've, you've tried to branch out, you've tried to be civilised, and you're going to go back to Corona. I am drinking, what am I drinking? Fudu. Fudu, which is from Late Night Hype. And okay. it's nice. What does it taste like? It tastes. The guy said it tasted very earthy. Is it gassy? It's not gassy. It's Scottish. It's not gassy. Um, I don't know if it is earthy. Cause I really don't know that kind of bullshit when it comes to beer. I think it tastes nice or not nice. I really don't know with flavouring. Taste of peat and heather. It doesn't taste of peat and heather at all. No, <laughs> peat or heather, in fact. No. Um, I don't know what the heather would taste like. Um, and after that, I've got a pint ready for me of Happy Chappy from Pro I was going to get Happy Chappy. Happy Chappy is much more nice of your it. level. I think. Look at the colour of it. Happy Chappy is a lovely colour. And it looks a bit fuzzy as well. It is a wee bit more fuzzy, a wee bit more head. Um, to it, so it is actually really nice. drinking rhubarb and custard some beer. Some he is drinking a cocktail yeah. essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, we, the, the guy's mo- got uh, beer moretti. Yeah, yeah. On Andy's one, the guy, when we were all doing drinks before you came in, the guy went, uh, asked him what was on tap this today, and he went like, well obviously there's um, Six Degrees North, there's uh, Fudu, he went, there's also this one that Andy's drinking that tastes like shit, and I'm like, well I'll pass on that one, won't I? And he's like, even, even the staff don't like it, you know? So, is it tasty out of interest, Andy? No, no it's not at all. I'm going to pretend it is, I'm going to drink every bit of it. Just because it's your bought it. Listen, I made my decision. <laughs> You've done it. You'll stand by it. Yes, fair enough. Um, so what have you watched outside of the cinema this week? Anything at home interesting? Um, one order this for you. Well, I've got a lot of rest for you, we're not talking about it. Have you watched any movies at home during no. this week? Just Nothing at all? No, no, no. He's no. watching SVU all the time? Always SVU. It's Lorraine's fault. Lorraine did explain herself off mic that this is entirely not her fault. This is, <laughs> she wanted to kind of watch an episode now and again, and you're watching things like on an almost religious basis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but not watching it in order or anything, watching it completely out of order, trying to piece it all together like yeah. an SVU episode. Which is where Lorraine coming in handy. Because she knows shit that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not watching any movies at all? No. No. This is a movie pop, we'll move on to movies instead then, since we're not going to talk about SVU all the time. Um, I've watched, interestingly, 
um, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Really more interesting by a guy called S. Craig Zala. Who he is? No. He directed Bone Tomahawk. Oh, yes. Yeah, See, that's a hero you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got me now. Yes, Bone Tomahawk. You've got me now. Oh. He's doing another horror that's coming up. It's called Dragged Across Concrete. Right. Cool. Which, he might know how to name a film, doesn't he? You know. Hmm. Really good titles. Um, so, is, is it got the same kind of gore and horror elements as there are Trump? definitive moments? You're like, holy shit, that is one of the most brutal things I've seen on television really? or film ever yet. Like American History X. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The story basically is that Vince Vaughn is um, a boxer. He's been out of this all come. It's a two and a half, two and a, two and a bit of a film. It's, it's a slow burner. He's a box, an ex, kind of boxer, he's an ex fighter from a guy who ends up getting put in prison um, in order to try and basically kill somebody. Right, okay. Otherwise they're going to kill his pregnant wife and child. Right, okay. He got into like a sort of minimum security prison at first, but then the guy got killed in a maximum security prison, so you got to do really even more evil shit in the minimum security prison to get to the maximum security yeah, prison. And it gets really brutal. It's it really horrible. Like 20 years ago, would it have been a Stallone vehicle? Possibly Stallone, yeah, yeah. definitely. It seems like that kind of movie, yeah, yeah definitely. But it's way darker than Stallone would ever go, probably. Uh, and Vince Vaughn, though. Vince Vaughn, is like, it's the first time I've ever seen them use Vince Vaughn's physical stature in a movie presence. like he's like a big he's like 6 foot 5 and he's built like a brick shit house he'd actually okay. use that oh he's a massive guy he's a really tall guy because he seems kind he's like a half a foot taller than me he's born of psycho fame yes yeah. of psycho you mean Swingers fame surely <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a really big guy a really tall really big looking guy and he's got his head shaved head shaved tattoos in the back yeah, of the head just looks like an accent. very kind of monosyllabic as well doesn't really yeah. talk much just, it's all pure presence and pure just sort of like he looks like a guy just boiling rage and anger that you know he's going to explode at some point and you know how he's going to do it but when it does you don't want to be within like a 10 mile vicinity of it happening um, recalling the trailer for him the trailer is basically him using his bare hands to rip apart a car apart yes car. That's, is that in the movie? that's in the movie and it's early in the movie as well right okay yeah so it's like yeah because it's quite a powerful trailer because you, you watch the trailer thinking fuck that's what it's going that's all you're thinking is fuck that's what it's going after that movie trailer it kind of I, I feel it kind of tailed away to a film I mean, no, I definitely watched. I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Um, definitely really good. I really enjoyed it. I give it. Who else is in it? Any, any notable names? Don Johnson. Oh, fuck. Don, you just don't be so fucking about. Don, <laughs> yeah, Don Johnson's in it. He rocks up as a uh, prison warden. He's playing a lot of prison wardens. He does. He does play he's skeezy prison warden really well. Yeah. Yeah, I like Don Johnson. Um, he's in it as well. But he's only really big name in it. His new movie coming out, the one, the next one, Drive Across Concrete. No, Drive Across Concrete and right. USP. That's our one. It's got Don Johnson, Vince Vaughn, and Mel Gibson in it. Seems to have a wee. He's got. He knows, working, yeah, he knows he's working with. And he's done um, Kurt Russell movies. Right, okay, so he's got a pension for these movies. Yeah, possibly, yeah. But he knows how to do yeah. violence, he knows how to do sort of that violence well. To the point where it doesn't feel glamorised, it feels really real and really raw and just really like brutal. So, Bone Tomahawk was quite. First, I was quite talking. Same as it is. Same. It builds up. It builds and it gets, you, it gets you to understand who the Vince Vaughn character is and where he's coming from. You get to see him as a man. And as it builds, you go, you know, you can go to places, but you, as it builds a bit, then it just gets to this point where he's going mental. It's, it's really well done. I really enjoyed the hell of it. Um, and it's got a cinema release. A minimal cinema release. I got it on VOD, video on demand right. type thing. So it's, it's, it, I think it was released at the same time. It went straight to uh, VOD and cinema, one of those kind of releases. It's the same because the trailer got heavily promoted, didn't it? It's really odd because didn't, mm. it didn't get a big cinema release here. And I heard the Bone Talk, and Bone Talk was an amazingly good film, but it got absolutely no cinema yeah, release here. You feel this guy is li- this guy should be allowed to do more cinematic releases. I suppose it was risky to put a movie on Vince Vaughn's shoulders, so maybe there was. Mm. But I feel like the Bone, I feel like Bone Tomahawk has got the director enough cred that he could. It looks low budget as well. It doesn't look like it's cost a lot of money to make. 
So they did it as a, a, a relatively limited release, but wide enough that you could probably get enough money back for it based yeah. on just word of mouth. People who saw Bones don't like what you see it. Um, You're looking at a talent here that Marvel's going to pick up in the future? I mean, why Marvel? I mean, just let the guy do his own stuff. He seems to know what he's doing. Let him do his own movies. Just have, not everyone ends up in Marvel. I understand. You, you think everyone's going to end up in Marvel, but no, it's not. I think you just let him do what he wants to do. He's a, he's a good and a really good director, and I'm really liking what he's doing this now. So, yeah. So, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. I gave it 8 out of 10 overall. Imagine if he directed some Marvel, but Blood, oh, or shut up. Biscuits. That's how you praise okay. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll film it. So, it's a Netflix one. It's on Netflix um, right now. It's called The Babysitter. Okay. Um, directed by Mick G. I've got that on my watch list. I, I want you to ruin it for you if you've not seen it. I really enjoyed it. It's a real, it's a proper bubblegum horror. I've got the impression of us going back to the 80s. Very much an 80s, very smart by the 80s. Very sweet in times, but also with some really good deaths. You're like, oh, that's really inventive. That's really right. clever. It works really well. It moves at a really brisk pace. I think it's about 88 minutes long, so it moves at, fucking like a, it moves at a pace. Everybody in it is really good. It's a really fun, enjoyable watch. It's nice. McGee did say that it. McGee directed it, yeah. He did Charlie's Angels. Angels, yeah. Did he do Die Hard? Was well, it Die Hard as well, McGee? No. Did he do Die Hard? I think he was tapped to Die Hard so at one point. I think he actually done Supernatural, I think he was. He, he was yeah. a producer of that, yeah. He's yeah. Like, done the first one, so that was his big thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, it's really good. I give 7 out of 10, I'd probably give Who it. Who was in it? Any big no one of note is in it at all. No one of note. No one. People can be recognised from like, TV a few things, but nothing of like, sort of anybody who's big in any way. But a really fun, good. Friday night horror film, horror kind of thriller. So, um, you said the deaths are pretty surprising. Yeah, it's a good, good inventive use of like, how they how they, how they kill people off. That's the thing. You've got, you got, if it's just the same, you can almost see a death coming a mile away. Yeah. It does some really interesting stuff with me. It's like kind of fun to watch. Um, it's got a good. I mean, even there's a couple of really good that made us laugh out loud. Joe both laughed out loud at. So it's that kind of film. And it knows its pitch, knows its tone. But what's nice with the fact it's a blacklist film, you know, the, you know the blacklist in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And it's one of the few films I've ever seen come from that that actually is decent. Nice. Most blacklist scripts are always praised, and they make a film and you go, nah, shit. You know, like, this actually holds up really well, actually. That Ace Ventura thing. Ace Ventura was in the blacklist, was it? I'm assuming so, because it's the one we fucking touch it. I don't know if that was in the blacklist. I'm going to say it was. Right, the only one I really know is um, the big one was The Visitor, the one with Johnny Depp and Angela Jolie. That I watched him as one of the most boring pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Which is why it's on the fucking blacklist. Yeah, people get a good script, but he's boring as hell. I'm going to say Essential is on it. Possibly, I mean, it does seem like a film might be on it, actually, yeah, sort of like how you pitch that film. Yeah. You know, how you make that film. Yeah, no one would want to touch it. Ah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the only thing I've really watched at home this week, so quite a small week at home. But at the cinema, I've seen a few things. The first one I saw was Only the Brave. Starring Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, directed by a guy called Joseph Kosinki. he done Tron Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, and he also done Oblivion, the one with Tom Cruise. I've not seen that, but it starts yes. off interesting, but it falls apart. Yeah, yeah, it falls apart very quickly. Once you, once in Oblivion, once there's a realization of what's happening, it all falls apart very quickly. But the start was quite interesting. It's Oblivion, it's got the really ropey special effects in it. I think the rat ropey oblivion is it? I thought ropey. It's got Tom Cruise in it, so that puts me off any movie. Tom Cruise is one of them. Yeah, I like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Only the Brave, yeah. So Josh Brolin's in it. He plays a head firefighter who's trying to get his local municipal fire department to become like something called Hot Shots, which is like sort of the people who go over the country putting out wildfires. Um, in his team, he's got Miles Teller rocking up. Um, you've also got Taylor Kitsch as well. Um, the head of the town is Jeff Bridges, and also the Whiteys are played by Jennifer Connolly and Annie McDowell. 
Okay. Um, essentially, the film starts out as like Top Gun. These guys are all trying to prove themselves. They've been the best firefighters on the planet. They, they, they can do everything, do anything. They work harder than everybody else. They're the best of the best of the best. Then it starts to turn into a little bit like Twister Wraith, Twister um, Backdraft. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they're all like, sort of, they're chasing fires essentially, trying to put these shits out to try and prove how good they are. And then, but then I think you get to Deepwater Horizon. Is it deliberately all over the place? I, I think it's. A, I don't know. It's based on a true story. Yeah. So there's also this. There's the need to try and be true to what happened, but also be sort of telling a story as well. It focuses very heavily on the firefighting people. They probably should to an extent, yeah. but it's so chauvinistic and sort of like male world. Like everything's everything's done to like an ACDC soundtrack and like you know heavy metal. It's a fucking Pixar movie. It's not it's a Pixar movie at all. Seems like it. Um, like Annie McDill's in the film. I mean, Annie McDill's a good actress. She has three lines in this whole film, yeah. of which all my like, oh, I worry about her husband. That's pretty much the lines in it. Jennifer Connelly, again, really good actress, does almost nothing in the film other than wash a horse at one point. She does what? She washes a horse. That's admirable. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's sort of like that's a sort of like our big moment in the film is washing this freaking horse. I'm going to think, like, it sounds like a weird cast though, because you've got your kind of tween audience cast for Kitchen. Who's the main Kale? guy again? John Roland. Is that him that's doing Thanos and yes. Cable from Deadpool? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Josh Bond's I like Josh Bond's really good actor. Uh, it seems like they're kind of trying to aim at everyone, but not quite hitting them up. It's a film that's aimed at like American red states. Right. It's like Nebraska, Colorado, they're going to fucking love this thing. Well, Australians like it. Why would Australians like it? Is it a Australia? I mean, possibly they might. I'm not really sure. There's a logic there. I mean, that wasn't where my mind instantly went. Oh my god, Australia are going to love this film. You know, it's like that's not where my mind went instantly. Because we have that as well. Do you buy your Cole Hogan running? I mean, I mean, remember that? Remember that John Wayne film, Firefighter film? Remember that one? It's not much better than that, to be honest. And that was pretty bad as well. Is that a thing, Colin, where countries have had national, like, natural disasters? Like, really admired films with natural disasters. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I love a good earthquake film. It's big in Japan. Japanese. Yeah. You're not Japanese. No, but people who are Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try and tell me you're Japanese. Cool. How do you know? Well, I guess you're like, well, I think, like, you know, we, we have bushfires. You have Yeah, bushfires. like the way we went nuts for so, train like, spotting. Because we, no, we know junkies and alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's our natural disaster. Is <laughs> <laughs> junkies. So. I don't think there's enough films about constant grey skies and drizzle. Yeah. Grey parts got drizzle on it. They don't fucking rain though. I don't think that's a point in the movie. No, I don't think it's a movie about rain no. revolting against yeah. the English. No. It's all about the Scottish rain. Yeah. Under the skin, but you know. I, I think that's something that they would really ever feel like, oh, we have those, they have those. So only people who live in like volcanic regions really get behind volcano? No, everyone likes a good volcano. Everyone <laughs> likes a good volcano, don't they? Italians more than most, but you know. Yeah, so Italians, New Zealanders, people like that go, well, that's, that's really realistic. Yeah. But they, they go more for the earthquake film. Why will like Godzilla films? Because like there's no Godzilla like cruising across Britain at any point. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Everyone likes dinosaurs. Yeah. Right, we're moving off track now. Um, <laughs> can we go on quickly? That's a sound logic. It's not a logic He's at all. all. I'm right. I'm not going to this path with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, the film itself, it has lots of strands going on with it, it and it, they just don't really get fulfilled. Like Caleb Kitch's like a bit of a womanizer trying to get another, a nice, like a nice girl. He's got Miles tells like a junkie who's now reformed trying to get and with the baby mama and stuff like that, so it's like there's so much stuff not really fulfilled properly. Yeah. Uh, I I'm not a fan of Mel's Telecom. I'm not convinced. I watched Fantastic Four, don't ask why, again, yep. two days ago. Still sad. Still bad. Yeah. Has it got any better on second watching at all? No. No, it hasn't, no. 
Um, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping it would have got so bad it was good. No, it's not like that. No, it's just like, even Whiplash. Like Whiplash, I think it's a great film, but it's not him that's great in it. The no. best thing in it is um, Simmons. Simmons, Simmons. Yeah. Same with um, only not only the Brave, the one the boxing one was out. Bleed for me or something yeah. called. He was okay in it, but the, I liked it was um, Aaron Eckhart. I thought it was a better role in that yeah. film, and he's a more meaty to it. Yeah, he's, he's still convinced. Still convinced me a bit. Well, the burning question. See what I've done. Nice. What do you score it? Um, well, only because number one, it's got a Steve Earle song in it. Oh, which one? Which um, Copperhead Road. Oh. So that, that caught me. I'm like, it's got to be Steve. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm fired to Copperhead Road. No, no dancing, line dancing to Copperhead Road, which yeah. I'm all for. Uh, and also, Jeffrey just sings in it with a band. Okay. For that reason alone, five out of ten. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. If it wasn't for those things, probably a four. Oh. They bring up. It's not awful. The fire stuff looks really nice. It looks really well shot and stuff like that. So it's not an awful is it film. CGI? Yes. No. Some of these, some of real. Some of it looks very real. Yeah. It's it's enjoyable. Okay. At, at times, but overall, kind of very average. DVD watch. DVD watch definitely not. Not a cinema watch. Okay. Um, on to the next one. I think we both saw this one. And the saw this one as well. I think as well. Um, is the Florida Project. Florida what? The Florida Project. Florida Project. Directed by Sean Baker, who done Tangerine. Tangerine was a good film. Tangerine's amazing. We love Tangerine. Tangerine's an amazing Absolutely. film. Absolutely. It could be like pre-op transsexuals. Tangerine was a film about a night I saw uh, pre-op transsexuals um, trying to score tricks, and it was short. Find a boyfriend as well. Predominantly on iPhones. No, shot all on iPhones. All on iPhones. All on iPhones. Yeah. Kind of edited that after it was on for sound editing, but the actual film was. Still, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was made for very little money. That Tangerine was, and it was made yeah. on very basic equipment. As well, yeah, so yeah, and it shows uh, how much you can do uh, with an iPhone essentially. People who have experienced disasters relate to disaster movies and YouTube. Relate <laughs> to pre-op transsexuals <laughs> chasing, like, chasing their, their pimp through um, Los, <laughs> Los Angeles. That's what we, that's where we were at, yeah. But, um, no, Tangerine was some really, really good. Yeah. Really good. So uh, this is his follow-up. Yeah. Follow-up to this one, and the plot, it's, it's kind of a plotless film a little bit. Essentially follows like a bunch, like a couple of kids who yeah. are living in sort of in Florida, next to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But they live essentially. There's a word for it. It's, they're not homeless. They're sort of like functionally homeless. Like they can afford pretty much to afford a one room. They, they live hotel in hotels, room. yeah. But they can only live there for like 29 days and they've got to move out for one day. They go back in the next day. That's basically, yeah, once they're in for a similar time, they can actually claim their resident here and they can actually, like, say, claim benefits, yeah. claim stuff off the landlord and stuff like that. So that's why they try and move them on every 30 odd days. Yeah. Um, so for all the two kids around, mostly, yeah. um, all that you're all about the mother. And the mother of both children it's sort of is in there as well. Yeah. And also you can explore a little bit of the caretaker, the manager of the hotel. William Defoe. William yeah. Defoe. Um, and that's just like, like I said, it is kind of plotless. It's, it's a bit quite meandering. Yeah, I mean, it kind of gets to a conclusion. Yes, it does. And, and you kind of, I didn't see the conclusion coming, I think you seen it before, I didn't. Yeah. I knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, I knew what was happening, the way that things were going. I can't, I didn't like the ending though. I felt like it just changed. It did change really a different quickly. film, yeah. And I was like, and then it just ended. Yeah. And, uh, female style of Yeah, Jill's nodding, which is a, a real, it's a good on a podcast. Yeah. Um, did you like I really, really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. And I enjoyed all everybody's performances in it as well. The woman that plays Hayley, the mother in it. That is Brie Varali. Yeah, she's fantastic. She was awesome. Her character, every single thing that she does. I mean, I think everybody starts off pretty unlikable. Yes. Uh, even the kids are unlikable at the, the start. Kids are really yeah. unlikable, and there's one point where that man approaches them, and actually tends oh, up. Oh, it's so horrible! Yeah. 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 I think that's the point with the kids. Like you, you used to, every t- every scene the kids are on. After the first time you go, these are kind of bastard children. And you may understand why they're bastard children. They're, left, they're sort of yeah. left to their own devices all day long. But you, after the bit where she's saying the man who's trying to approach the, the children, yeah. 
every moment of the kids are here, like you're so terrified because they go to that abandoned house and like about the light, and you're like, oh my god, like you, you feel so like something bad going on. These kids. You, you feel kind of well almost. Yeah, you do. It's where they're living. It's not exactly. It'll be on like some strip, but it's all just businesses. Seven to Walsh Lane, I think it's, it's called. Yeah. Seven, yeah. yeah. And it's not like you're kind of a little quiet cul-de-sac. No. You, like these days you hardly ever see kids out playing or wandering around and they're literally going to the, and then America nobody walks anywhere. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Especially not in a place where there's like the pavement's just there as a courtesy. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And um, you just see them wandering around all day out the out adventures. It's actually what they should do, it should be doing. Yeah, but in a way it's scary watching them, you're like, oh my god, some bad thing happened. What the fact that you're quite animated the talking about it shows that it must be. No, you do feel really sort of you do start to really like oh my you feel worried for the kids all the way through it. Because you know the mother is basically like she's a, she's a kid raising a kid, the mum. And even even at one point she gains some money somehow, and she wastes and she basically blows it all on like trinkets and toy shop. And you're like, as a mother, you should be like trying to save that money. Did you know what? Did you not? I noticed this. Do you know she never ever once shouted at her kids. That's true. No, she didn't. She never gave any bloody trouble. I won't know either. Yeah, yeah. She never lost patience with her or anything the entire time. And watching her, like every single thing that she did, every little facial expression, every movement, every little action was just a giant fuck you. Like mm. the smallest kind of thing that she could do was just a fuck you to everybody. Yeah, totally. Mean, to life, like the bit when she confronts her friend or her former friend at one point, like in, in the restaurant and in the hotel, in the hotel room, was it like one of those brutal things I've ever seen on film. You don't even see it, but you just know that is horrific. You hear this, like you hear the noise of it, like that is horrible. Um, and I loved it. I thought William. I thought it'd be a very different film if it didn't have William Defoe in it. I probably wouldn't have been interested. Defoe is. I thought Defoe's excellent. It's nice to see him acting for a change, like being a character. Normally Defoe, or recently anyway, has become this sort of like almost a caricature of himself. He's doing the same kind of like rubbery face. I can be mean. I can be sort of aggressive thing. This he felt like he's been a. He felt like a real guy. A lot of it didn't. I, I know it was scripted, but a lot of it didn't feel scripted. No, definitely not. No. Um, because you could like when he was. Trying to answer questions or argue back with them, you could hear him stuttering and trying to think oh. of something to say. It felt like almost his lines were scripted, but yeah. in a way the kids weren't. Yeah. The bit when you like, love the bit, the bit um, in the hotel when the kids eating like, the buffet, yeah. and he just camera just focused on the kid for like two minutes, and the kids just going to just rambling on and on and on. You're like, it's just, it felt so real. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Kids being kids. Yeah. What about Caleb Landry Jones? Again, they seem again odd that he's in the film for literally two scenes. We were kind of trying to figure out his partner that grew was in it. I took his always, son. I took him as being either the foe's son or his adopted son in some way. Like he's been in a relationship with the, the, his mother, either maybe not his son, but he's been in a relationship long enough with her. See, I thought he was a brother, I was his brother, and they were talking about his mother. No, I think he was more talking about the, the, the foe's ex wife or ex partner in some way that you yeah, got from it, yeah. yeah. It never, never again, it never, doesn't give you, you just like draw your own conclusion do, do, you know. I know, so we're like. You kind of trust you to be intelligent as well, don't you? And the film is one we've talked about before, we quite like. It's, a, it's not a big overarching story, it's a snapshot of life. It's just maybe a, bit, maybe a couple of weeks in this person, maybe a couple of weeks at most, maybe a week or so. Yeah, there's no lead up, you just dropped in. I don't think if I'd watched that film, I would have known that that's how people have to live. No, we don't. No. Not I'm saying everybody in the Florida is really, really affluent, but I did realise that was an actual thing. Like, every oh. single person lived in that hotel. It wasn't a holiday kind of hotel. Apart from that one couple who turned up. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. That was, that was really good, yeah. 
Um, yeah, we were reading up about it, and it, the Florida project was a Walt Disney dream to have like Florida turned into basically a big giant Disney World. That's why these houses were painted like that. And oh, right. It just actually just they couldn't fund it, and gradually it became what you see in the movie. Actually, desolate. What I thought was amazing about it, because the film it's quite a dark film, it's quite a depressing film at times, but it's so bright and colourful. It's so like sort of like it's you don't want you feel like you shouldn't be depressed watching it, but you kind of are watching it. But then the same way the kids are so lovely, you're uplifted by it. Yeah. But it's such a horrible situation yeah. they're in. It's just when it pans across this hotel, it looks like a big pink castle. Uh-huh. Like, wow, that's amazing. it looks so pretty and but so. But then you look inside who's living in it, and that's it's horrible. Sad. Yeah, it's really sad yeah, and lonely. Yeah, yeah it was all part of Walt Disney's dream of part of it. Just fell fell by the wayside and never ever happened. Not point out, I was loving the women sitting by the pool. The naked woman sitting by the pool. Yeah, she was very funny. I yeah. thought she was in Tangerine, but I don't think she was, was she? Was the girl in the um, the washroom, or the, the laundrette? I thought she might have been. She went in Tangerine? Yeah. Because she had a man to look about her. Yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, wasn't they've met on the travels, yeah. possibly, yeah. Looking at the cast as well, um, most of them have only been in one or two movies as well. Yeah, I mean, apparently the, the main girl in it, she gets discovered on Instagram. The director's come across her somewhere on Instagram, right. and that's how he managed to get her in the film. I think she's got two credits to Since then, but that's how it came yeah. after it. People saw this and like... To go toe to toe with somebody like Defoe and stand up well. Yeah, they, they didn't come off. No, no not at all. I thought, all was amazing. I thought the kids were excellent as well. Kids particularly, were particularly the um, Brooklyn Prince, I think her name is. So, yeah. so sassy. She was so good, though. Just sassy. Yeah. And her wee face is just so. And like she's almost like an adult way of dealing with stuff, like trying to get shit, but obviously yeah. the way she deals with an adult way of doing stuff is to get something really kiddy. Yeah. Like she's basically hustling folk yeah. but for an ice cream. Yeah. But like she's still got that child mentality of she wants to get an ice cream but she'll do things like, like adults will do, like to be, you know, earn yeah. yeah. adult money for this. And the ending was quite heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching, but again, I'm a bit with Lorraine as well. The ending to me was a little bit, felt rushed a little bit. It felt out of place within the film itself, because the film is quite slow and methodical, and that felt a really quick ending. And I was also amazed they got they got to film in Disneyland. Apparently, yeah. I figured that. Could it iPhones, they filmed it. See how it kind of looks different. Uh-huh. They didn't have iPhones. I thought that. I felt like it, it felt like it was like like kind of guerrilla filmmaking that they weren't allowed to do that. It felt very. So they didn't have iPhones. That makes sense to me. Amazing that Disney's not like got involved. This and like going, you're not showing that part of the film. No, no, possibly not. No, but Disney's quite facetious with it. But overall, you liked it. Really liked it. Would you give it a ten? IMDB fucking put 0.5 in the arseholes at 7.5. 7.5? Yeah. Lorraine? I'm going to go for an 8. Yeah. I think I might even have a I'm going to go 8 but I'm taking 2 off for the ending but I'm going to go 8 yeah. yeah I thought it was really good one of my films really enjoyed the film um, it's a really good follow up to Tangerine I said to the guy you, you, I, want you, I want to see what this guy's going to do next I'm intrigued yeah. to know could he work within a studio system to an extent you know with, with his own vision can he do something that's maybe control taking off him a bit uh-huh. see how it goes see how it goes that would be bad though because what he's doing he's been brave as fuck well. oh, yeah, he's been really interesting like constantly interesting yeah, and that's totally. the thing if you can be interesting I'm going to watch you all the time yeah um, anyone out there that's not seen Tangerine what definitely it's hard to find nowadays, but yeah, definitely can't find it. Yeah. Um, I'm the one happy chappy, by the way. Are you still you're trying to get through your um, sky? I'm still drinking my coke, <laughs> yeah, my black coffee, and 
Next film we saw, both Next of us saw. Film we saw. Have you seen this one as well? Yep. Paddington, part two. No, I have not seen it. Okay, okay. okay. we'll not spoil it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to come out and say the film of the year, but it's pretty freaking close. It's amazing, man. Huh? It's pretty good, yeah. It's just freaking um, It's so, so good. Directed by Paul King, uh, who did the film The Bunny and the Bull. Have you seen that film? Mm-hmm. I've not seen it, but apparently it's really good. He's he done he's part of the Mighty Bosch as well. He's directed a lot of the episodes, if you know that. Mm-hmm. You know the Mighty Bosch. Bush. Uh, Bush, 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 um, what is it? Well, what is very simple. Paddington wants to get a, a book for his auntie. Present. His auntie because her birthday. While he try to get the book and try to raise money for the book, some dastardly criminal steals Steal the book. Paddy gets framed for it. Paddington ends up in prison, yeah. and the family. I know. Really I was sad. I was upset. Yeah, I was boy. shocked. Um, and then. Hang on. We call that people or other people? No. no, it's people. People. Well, it's in our world. Yeah. Yeah. just describe my look of disgust that you're reviewing this movie? Can that be on record? Oh, look at the joy in your face. Look at joy. This is an amazing <laughs> film. Um, Paddy goes to prison. At which point, the Browns are trying. The Browns that the family lives with are trying to figure out who stole the books and trying to get out of prison. Yeah. Meanwhile, Paddy's making friends in prison with as all as Paddy has to make friends. Yeah. He's making friends in prison so and making prison a better place for everybody. Yeah, um, it's got Sally Hawkins in it. She plays Mrs. Brown. It's, it's pretty much almost like remember the Carry On movies that would be like a stand-up that almost British cinema cast. Yeah. Paddington's everyone, like a, yeah. Everyone who's kind of important British cinema is in. Yeah, you Sally Hawkins. You get Hugh Bonneville. You get Julie Walters, Brendan Gleeson, Hugh Grant, a myriad of like British TV stars yeah, in it as well, all over yeah, the place. Um, Everybody's Doctor in it. Doctor Who's in. Cat Powell's in there as well. Kipari, Everyone's in there. Um, Sanji. Sanji, yeah, as well. You've got um, Tim, no, Tim Miller. Or something his name is not Tim Miller. Miller, where the guy who plays the general, he's in it as well. Um, you've got Space, Space as well. Dumbledore's in there. Dumbledore's in there as well as a voice. What do you think of this one? Absolutely. I'm with you. I thought it was fucking unbelievably good. Better than the first one. Better than the first one. Just the most heartfelt beautiful piece of filmmaking I've seen in a long time it's just pure innocence it's pure joy is what it is utterly pure joy yeah I think you put into it it's just like a perfect example of how to be a nice person basically yeah if there's a better film there about friendship love be nice to each other and tolerance I've never seen it this is the perfect film for that it's just the film we need right now in this world it is the perfect film for that I just say I'm very anti making prison a nicer place I don't think prison should be a nicer place but but I was kind of worried about the CGI going into thinking right second film is it it going in no a couple of ropey moments but nothing major nothing yeah absolutely you're going to have ropey moments in it and it's on camera pretty much for every scene Almost. Almost every scene he's on camera. Oh, yeah, there's the voice with Beth. He's in um, James Bond, doesn't he? He's yeah, he plays Q. Q and the new Bond. Q. Yeah, the new just, Q and new Ben. I couldn't quite get a face him, but that actually helps you. Yeah. Uh, what I like about it, I mean, just moving on to a more critical point of view, it doesn't retread much. No, A couple of wee throwback jokes, which I'm like, I'm nice to happy to see. And um, the pop up scenes, have you ever seen the original Paddington yeah, I think so, we were a real young kid, yeah. The humans in it are all basically cardboard cutouts. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's why they that's done, why done that, that way. That makes even more sense now, and that's yeah. was a lovely piece of animation. It was brilliant. Uh-huh. It's, it's almost exactly like how it used to be in TV. Oh, that's that's the original cartoon. I hated it. I just, that's maybe why I'm not killing these movies. I well, hated see, the cartoon. I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan as a kid either, but I saw the first one just sort of like, I'm going to see what it's like. It instantly fell in love with it. It's so, it gets you, and it really does. It feels such a lovely film. Yeah. And this one, I was in hopes, like, hopefully, 
something similar because it really does make you feel good and feel happy and just give you a big smile. And they just, from start to finish, they nail it absolutely perfectly. It's a beautifully done really movie. It's almost a perfect family movie. Oh, it's, you, know, you can't get kids a bit. Kids should see this movie yeah. because of the, the lessons it gives them. Oh, adults can love it as well. Yeah. There's, a, there's a fucking Hitler gag in it. There's actually a Hitler joke in this film. That's what's more amazing about it. They make a Hitler joke in Paddington and it works. <laughs> and it works really well. No one, all the kids going, what's that? But you get it, you go, that's really funny. That's really well done. Um, yeah, it's just. Film of the week for sure. It could make my top ten, I think. Out of Marvel films, best one this year. Yeah, so yeah. You've got what you giving it a ten? Nine. I'm giving it a ten. Ten. A proper ten. I fucking loved it. Honestly, I was so grateful for after the film ends. There's a sort of like a wee epilogue scene. Uh huh. I needed that to compose myself. I was in utter tears watching the final five minutes. I was actually blubbering. How good was the dance? The dance amazing. Hugh Grant was really good. Hugh Grant. I mean, Hugh Grant. Doing something he's having fun, he's enjoying life, he's having a good time. I thought as well, Brennan Gleeson was having a great time doing what he was doing. Everyone's having a good time, everyone's, everyone's approaching with the, the same attitude of like having a lot of fun. You have no soul, you have no soul, I've joined 12 beers in a movie and you're No, it's just such a, it is such a lovable, fun <laughs> film. Seriously, it's like proper. It's like fucking Peach Dragon. It's like Peach Dragon, it's on that level of just pure joy. Take that back, nothing's like Peach Dragon. Honestly, it's sort of part of Peach Dragon. She's amazing, by the way, that woman. It's like proper. It's got the same feels as Peach Dragon. It's like, wow. It's fucking happy. You almost cry your heart. I was genuinely in tears at the end of it. I know what you mean. Like the whole end, the whole last five minutes, I was like genuinely well. That was really shit. I had the kid of yourself. I was talking about one of the one of the guys used to work with was texting me about it and he said like he was seeing his kid and during the film like at the end of the film he had to pretend that his kid poked from the eye because he was just <laughs> crying his eyes out he's like, like, yeah, like properly done it's with it. Sad. Yeah, it's you, such, it just draws you in and you're just so involved in this wee bear And then we bear gets you he's just so much love. He's cute as fuck, isn't he? Yeah, he's cute as fuck and he gets so much love, so much and just everything about him just so beautiful. And I think the script works really well, it's beautifully directed, it makes London look fantastic. Is the room for a third one? I mean I think if you, you can find a different story for it, yeah absolutely. I would yeah. definitely watch a third version of this. I'm worried that they might just kinda of push and push and eventially gonna get padded to fucking TV What we say though, it took them three years to do this one. So I think that's a nice gap between the films as well. Three years? Three years ago, 2014, I think it came out, so it's like a while ago, so I think it, that's a good thing about it. You can, if you give the time to do it, I think it's, it's definitely still, there's more stories there, obviously. And the thing is, this story is such a simple story. He wants to get a book for his auntie. That is the story of the film. And they make everything from that, so you don't have to make it. It, it, it never labels. It moves. No, it moves. So, so quickly. Yeah. It's like 90, no, just under, just under 100 minutes. 100, 109 minutes, I think it is roughly, yeah. And it just goes. Moves so quick, yeah. It's totally, never any point in think hurry up or move along. No. What time is it? You just, can we go and see you next week? Sorry. Are we going to see you next week again? Yeah, I'm on 9-5. That's fine. Yeah. Is, the, is the bear CGI as good as Russian superhero movie Guardians bear with nothing, the machine guns? Nothing's as good as no. that. Just want to check. check. Well, and they, they, and they, go and see it because you'll, you'll, your heart will fill. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go and see it. We'll take you next week. Yeah. We'll take you go and see it and your heart will fill with joy. Would you go and see it again? Yes. In a heartbeat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only time that stopped me not going to see it. I've got other things to go see it, otherwise I would be there in, in an instant to go and see it again. Uh, we try to watch the first one on DVD or Blu-ray or something I, again. I that, yeah. Couldn't find it anywhere. It's not on any streaming service. I was really gutted by the fact that it's not on any sort of streaming service. Yeah. Which I want to try and find. It's something I've tried and I've sorted it. You sorted it? Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, 
Moving on from that, um, that's the last film we saw this week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was us. That um, was this week in movies. But as of next week, we're going to have the big thing about Justice League and all the DCness, so we're not going to talk about anything much more than that, apparently. So okay. we'll right. deal with that. Okay. But before the next one, that one comes out, it'll be St Andrew's Day. Is it? Yeah, it'll be the 30th of November. It's St Andrew's Day, right? And what I do on certain days, you like to have like binge watches, like so, like on. Halloween, you watch a lot of Halloween films or Monica. Or you watch a lot of the Allen films? Yes, yeah. something like that, yeah. Um, on St Andrews, I like to watch a lot of Scottish films. Okay. So I'm trying to ask you to come up with like our top five films ab- about Scotland or oh, Scottishness. Scottish, film. right, okay. Scottish films. Now, I was worried I wouldn't get past. We'd get five. Yeah, you got five? Got five, yeah. You want to pitch in? What, what was your, what was your, what was your right. first? If, if you're in a Scottish movie binge, five films, what was the first one you'd watch? Braveheart. Braveheart straight away. Braveheart. Even though it's completely bullshit, you still love it. Don't care. I'm with I you as well, I'll, actually. I'll, in fact, you're going to go with Braveheart. Braveheart. Um, it's one of those films that if I'm channel surfing, which I do notorious, I'm fucking neat, they too hate me for channel surfing, but I love channel surfing, and I stumble across it, I'll stop, and that's me. Three hours of my life is gone. Are you aware the cinema was showing it on 30th of November? You mentioned it. Yeah. Tempted. Yeah. I'm asking you as well, you go and see it as well. Um, you watch it and you do. I'm not an English, but you watch Spoon Party. You do what you go and kill an Englishman, don't you? Yeah. I went to China for two weeks, years back, and I learned the Chinese for Scotland, which was well, the Mandarin, which was like Sudolari. And you would say it, and people would be like, squint their faces up, and they'd be like, what? And then you'd end up going whiskey, Braveheart, and they go, ah! It does tap into that certainly, yeah. so obviously yeah. it does just, get that point, yeah. Filmed in Ireland, didn't actually have kilts in the 1300s. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, we know, we all know it's total bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you don't care. You don't care, yeah, you can forgive everyone about it. I'm fucking fighting my way down to Kalil. Yes. So I think it's standard degree, Braveheart would be in anyone's top five Braveheart. of Scottish movies. Yeah, even regardless of how stupid it is. Yeah, it's just fucking heart rousing. You do want to go and kill somebody after it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely amazing. Moving on from Braveheart. My number five is um, actually weirdly this is. Braveheart's not my number five. That's number one. Number one. Okay, yeah, fair enough. You go with number one. You go one to five. I'll go five to one then. Okay. Um, it's weird because normally I'm showing Jill films all the time. I try and make her watch films that she's never seen before. To try and make her interested in films. And most times she talks to an idiot and doesn't like the film. That doesn't happen to me. So my number five in a Scottish film is a film that Jill made me watch. Which is? Is Local Hero. Oh, great movie. I was one of the films that go, it sounds like a real kind of like shortbread biscuit thing kind of Scottish film. But I watched it and it is actually a fantastically good film. It is, yeah, because Capaldi's a young, Capaldi's a kid in it, isn't he? The song, the song. song is really good, Northfield's doing a song in it as well, yeah. But no, it's a really good, it feels, it's set like the Highlands as well, obviously, but you feel like it could take the piss. But it feels like it's not taking the piss, it feels quite, it's charming, it's trying to be. It's not showing the biscuit tin, the tartan, and all that kind of crap. I don't think any of that shit in the film, is there? It's just showing these people living this life and happen to be in a place that's in Highland Scotland. That's all it is, yeah. And they have the same problems that everyone has, and they have the same sort of love for their areas everyone has, and they have the same sort of like weird people now. Everyone has. It's just, it just feels like a normal place. And I really, I dig that film. I mean, what only a really good film. And I really like Bert Lancaster, an actor as well. I watched it in school. You watched it in school? Yes, you did. But she made me watch it a couple of years ago, and I've never watched it before, and I really genuinely loved it. Yes, Good. it's rare for her to push a film on me, but I really liked it. That's a good film. It's a good film. Right. Next one for you. Uh, is Train Spot. Oh, come on. 
No, but, but for, for me, there's more to than just it's a Scottish film and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it was filmed in my backyard. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah the film we were brought up. I yeah, went yeah, first in the pub where they do the whole yeah, right, okay. The, the street we stayed in, there was kind of scenes filmed today and stuff like that. Yeah. So there, there's like kind of, I could walk past this and be like, oh, you recognise that, okay. Where that happened. It's an Edinburgh film, it's all filmed in Glasgow pretty much. It's pretty much all in Glasgow, isn't it? Yeah, Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a good film, I do, mate. It's, 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 it
Yeah, go for sight. So, oh, which is she's done the next two of my films as well. Yeah. Boom, there you go. Interesting. Um, no, it, again, because I mean the, the football pitches they played in was across the road. I used to play football there in the town centre and stuff like that. So again, I can't imagine you playing football now. I just I can't really picture it tomorrow. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's all right. A wily winger, perhaps. Yeah. Terrible, no, <laughs> no, I was just terrible. I was just kicking your shins. <laughs> <laughs> Was a worse football player ever. Um, but no, I mean, I walked past that clock every day and I'd be like, that's Peggy, just get right, okay. stuff like that. So for the plus, it is, it's a good film, do you know what I mean? It's charming, and you know, you get to get on and stuff like that. You're all for that one? Yeah, definitely. Like, nice one. Um, my number two is Brave. Oh, okay. It's a Scottish film. Good, yeah. It's a Scottish film, it's a Scottish yeah. hero. I'm all for that. I think it's a, I like the Disney princess, isn't it? She's, she's a princess who doesn't give a shit princess about what. Merida. Merida, she doesn't give a fuck about any man or anything, she can do it to make her own path. I think that about it, she's not a yeah, Cinderella. Charlie Cornley and Craig Pearson as well, two sure. of the most iconic Scotsmen. Yes, and again, it feels it feels like it does feel Scottish to me. Definitely. Yeah, it's like... Oh, and bodies, kilts and... It kind of, it does kind of hit that. It does kind of do that, which puts me a little bit... In a nice way, yeah, 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 in an enjoyable way, not taking the piss out yeah, of us. I was going to say, no more or less than Braveheart. Yeah, no less than, yeah. She's proud to be Scottish, she do what she does. Yeah, that's my fucking... That's my heritage, yeah. Elo's not true, I can recognise that that part of history. Um, so yeah, I dig Brave. I think Brave's a really good, Brave's I, a good film. Other, until Moana came out, it was my favourite um, like Disney princessy film. Yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, I really dig it. It's a really cracking yeah. film. Uh, underrated Pixar. Underrated Pixar, I think. Was it Pixar? Or yeah, Pixar. No, Pixar yeah. done it. Yeah, Pixar. underrated Pixar. People don't really give it much credit. Um, Jenny should, uh, on this note, um, just away from music, Jenny should introduce Bears back into Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Bit with the, oh my, on that film, the bit with the bears, like when the, the mother turns into the bear and oh man that is one of those heartbreaking things in film but imagine you and Jelly walking in the, the Kilmarnock countryside the fucking bear jumps out of you I mean I don't want them introducing the street or anything but I mean, I'm talking Highlands there's a lot of people around there who don't really give a shit so I put them up there I don't think they're going to get bears in there sure. no I don't think that's going to get and to be honest the locals are more terrifying than the bears to be honest let's be honest yeah. they don't start breeding they're standing in before you know they don't breed like rabbits it's not like we have one bear and we've got like 50,000 bears no. not like hills and forests yeah so they've been up like North no, there's housing for us in Kamara. There's not. There really is not. There's a park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not enough for a bear. Think so? No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I think you're looking. I think north of what Lomond's going to be introduced, my friend. Not, not in like Ayrshire. I'm just saying. I've seen Planet of the Fucking Apes. I can't see myself. I've seen Paddington. True. I'm pretty sure I can't see myself walking down Kamara High Street and seeing a bear coming towards at any point. Well. What would you do? We a run, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, panic, really. Or try and hug it. He's not expecting that, you know. Stop killing me. He's probably going to me, yeah. Richard died by mauling. But yes, anyway, brave. Sorry, Frank Phil. Um, Next one for you. Oh, stretch rules and do super grand. Oh, no, that's not really. That's fucking awesome. We should have this. We have a super grand. No. Next one for you. Next one for me is Bill for Save Again, um, a film called That Sinking Feeling. Yeah, this one before, is it? Which is, is set in 70s Glasgow, it's about these bunch of guys, um, kind of 20-some, because they don't have any money, and they stumble across this idea that they can steal um, sinks, like amateur shanks, that sinks right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sell them. Okay. So he basically buys a plan to break into a warehouse, steal all these sinks and sell them wholesale to... Is, this a Billy Co- is Billy Connolly in this? No. no it's like a Billy Connolly film, you've been in One of the boys that's in Gregory, a few guys in this test, actually, but it's, it's really... It's 
that real kind of 70s Scottish sense back to 70s again 70s Scottish have that kind of flares and right. everybody's like kind of daftly Scottish you know right. kind of naively stupid and stuff like that again they're into a lot of sight but charming as charming as hell really really good yeah. awesome um, before Gregory's Girl but you can see a definite a, a train line into Reggie's Girl. I've never heard that film before. Yeah, you know. I will for that one out. I'll leave that one That's a really good one, yeah. Uh, which number one? Have interest? Number one is Restless Natives. I watched that in, in uni, actually, Restless Natives. Which Nades. is, again, uh, these two Scottish guys destitute down the money decide to start robbing tourist buses in the Highlands. Yes, yeah. One dresses as a clown, one dresses as a wolf. Uh-huh. Um, and the cops try and catch him. And again, it's got so much heart in it. And it also gave us a big country song um, as well. That, that's where... What, Rich and Naves or yeah, the big kid? That's what the song is. That's an amazing song. Alright, okay, fair enough, I know that. Um, lots of kind of stunning scenery films that I'm looking at, volume over and stuff like that, and then driving around this motorbike chasing down tourists. It never hurt anyone. No. And again, it's all just after those Scottish lads made money, what can we do? Let's do this with nice, happy people as well. Beautiful film, and again, Phil Cyber, I think, done that as well. I honestly don't know. I think he might have done you, I think he's um, good done. Th- those three films, um, Gregory's Girl, Sinking Feeling, that are three amazing Scottish films that really capture a kind of Awesome. Um, the one I'm going to put in is my number one. It's come out quite recently in 2013 by Dexter Fletcher. It's Sunshine on Leaf. I've not seen it. Oh my god, it's yeah, I've read about amazing reviews. I've never seen it. It is the most Scottish film I've ever seen, but in a way that makes you feel goddamn proud. Because it's like it's a musical, right? People happy people off. I don't think it's a thing to put off. Do you sing I, all the way through it? No. Is it famous music? Yeah. So every now and again, there'll be a musical number in it rather than like constant yeah. singing. And it's just. It's about these two guys come back from the war in Iraq. Um, and one of them's like want to be they start to see their lives like they fall in love with two girls and it's them trying relationships they've got their old man as well played by Peter Mullen um, he's got a relationship with his, with his, his, um, his wife and there's, there's some stuff coming down to that and you see them kind of, their, their relationship goes a different stage in their, in their life and they get older but it's just it's a film that makes you feel it feels the most distinctly Scottish you know they're talking about how you know who we are and what we are and it feels like it hits that nerve really well for me. Yeah. Like there's a bit when Mullins like sit talking to his daughter and he just says like his daughter wants to go away to work somewhere else like America. And Mullins just turns and goes, You go away and he goes, She goes, Why don't we go? He goes, You're Scottish, that's what you do. You go away, you work, you get stuff and you come back. Or if you don't come back, you send money back. You just you, you this is what Scottish people do. Yeah. And to me that just sums up the kind of Scottish yeah. myth like yeah, sort of idea. And it just it, honestly I was in the cinema watching it, I mean Joe, I was like crying all the way through it. <laughs> like every moment just had me in utter tears like for like yeah. a minute. I thought I was like just constantly blubbering all the way through it. But just in like I said, I don't particularly like Scottish films that are like the drunk and the drink and that kind of stuff. That's I don't think that's what Scotland is. No. And I'm not really a fan of the whole Although Braveheart accepts that, the whole we're all just kilt wearing crazy bastards who run about hills and stuff like that, I'm not really a fact that's not who we are. Yeah. This film to me gets the sense of what it means to be Scottish and who Scottish people are. And I've shown people like. It's a more balanced view, it's not the experience. Uh-huh. It's, it seems a normalised version of yeah. Scotland, just sort of like who we are. We like to have a good time, yes, of course we do. Yeah. But ultimately we have like, things like family and friendship and. And also work to an extent. We all, we all. Yeah, there's yeah, a Scottish yeah. work mentality, like work, work ethic yeah, to there. Like when I was out in Australia, people in Australia said they'd hire a Scottish guy over anybody else because the guy will fucking work, yeah. and that's the ethic a Scottish person has. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's what this film kind of gets to the heart of. Yeah. And it's just that level of like you want to have fun, me, you have fun, but ultimately you're, you have this life. And, it, and to me, if you get a chance to watch it, it's a brilliantly good film. And I, it might not play very well outside of 
Scotland. Yeah. Uh, like in one of the things, I think play like maybe well, Scottish family might play well, but I don't think people in London who are like people in London who've got like sort of no connection on me watching go, it's kind of cheesy, a bit kind of like sort of romanticised a little yeah. bit. But I got it. And the, the conclusion to it is just uh, pure joy. Yeah. Like one of my favourite moments in pure cinema is just it's utter happiness. <laughs> you watch it. I was so happy watching. It. I was smiling all the way through it. I wish it was the Tom Yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm kind of picturing like a Scottish um, La La Land, and that's a good thing in my head. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not dissimilar to that, but I would say more happiness in yeah. it than La La Land. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think Sunshine Leaf is my film to watch when I'm watching. I should watch a Scottish film. Yeah. yeah. And you, what's going on? Anyone want to throw in a Scottish film? I'm shocked no one picked Brigadoon. Come on, it's like one of the most classic essential Scottish movies ever. But that's a shortbread and tartan one that you feel that steals too easy. Absolutely classic. Whiskey Galore. I quite like. I saw the remake of that. I love the book. The book's great. I've seen part of the film. Not as you find the original, it feels very dated, obviously, because it was made in like 1940s. Yeah. I actually quite liked the remake that came out this year. It was quite sweet and quite, again, quite innocent and quite enjoyable. What about Axe Murderer? Is that Scottish? That's Canadian. No, but that's Scottish family. Yeah, but you can't really have that. No, you can't have that. You've also got the kind of horrible Scottish films like Tyrannosaur and Sweet Sixteen and stuff. Tyrannosaur, not Newcastle. It's Peter Mullins, the Scottish character, isn't it? Hector, I've never mentioned Hector. Hector was a brutal film, actually. He's a Scotsman, he's a great protagonist, isn't he? Okay. What's that, the one they've done about Paul Ferris' life? The Wee Man. Yeah, that was Yeah, not a fan of that at all. I'm not a fan of the whole weird druggies, weird. Gangsters kind of thing is more. Like, that's why I never watched Scottish films. It's all the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not like that. Yeah, we're not like that. So you want to see something that's more like, sort of realistic and more sort of like that's more who we are. I love. It's, it's a play that they made in a TV movie, but I still love it on the DVD. I love the steaming. Is it good? Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love it. It's really, really good. I have an insane one. Oh, that was massive. Ah, he's back on again. Yeah. 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 Is he? I mean, yeah. that's. That's why you watch Sunshine. For no reason other than Sunshine Leaf, watch it because you get Peter Mullins singing O'Gene, which is something you have to really enjoy. He does it like Tom Waits style, just like talking this gravelly, growly voice. It is brilliant, it's amazingly good. Yeah. So you watch some Scottish film, people? Yes, we've got a good list here. Yeah. Are you, do, you, do you watch a lot of, are you going to have a Scottish day on the 30th of November now? Um, no, I'll probably be working. <laughs> and watch SVU probably. Yeah. probably. Yeah. SVU pretend I'm American for a night. Fair enough, right, okay. Um, for next week, what we have coming out? Um, we've got the big release, Justice, Justice League. League, obviously, um, yes. Which, um, I'm saying. We're going to watch, we're going to go into it for an open mind. No, we're going to go on a fucking far so low that. Yeah, far low, open mind, see how it does. Reading the, the preview that I've got an open mind. Open mind, open mind. Um, also, out we've got Angry Goes West. And this one, we want to go and see the American one, the actress. Uh, film stars don't die in Liverpool. Yeah, because I have a massive crush on the, the actress the, uh, thing he's playing. Annette Bening. Yeah. She, no, not Annette Bening, the actress yeah, she's playing. Gloria she, Graham? Not when she's old, but she'll be watching It's a Wonderful Life. Oh my god, she's hot Are in you that film. Are you kidding me? She's hot in It's a Wonderful Life. I'm not, no, I don't Do mean you know she's hot in anything like that. It's just I've listened, I've read up about it. Just, like, way, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I've ever watched it is uh, Oklahoma. Yes. 
Wonderful Life is not like that. Wonderful Life is more natural. She's, she's, she's early on. She's just the paint her, she has a massive problem up top. There's none wrong with her top lip, right? It's just to paint her lipstick on really good. It's just to stuff her top lip with cotton wool. Yeah, yeah. So anytime she has a cast anybody, they've always end up with cotton wool. Oh, okay. I think, I think her private life is pretty interesting. Andrea Scott. If you read about her husband. I have read a few things about her. She's married to her son from a first husband's first marriage. Yeah. Not her own son. Not her own son, no. Oh, no, that's no. in trouble for us. It's first marriage. But um, yeah, no, she's one of the people that gets really, she's a really interesting person. And like I said, I had a crush on her from Edge Wonderful Life. Sort of like not the girl that Jimmy Stewart ends up with, uh-huh. but she's sort of the town. I'm not gonna say floozy, because that's wrong to call that. But she plays the town sort of like mattress. Kings. No, 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 no. She's sort of like the girl. They all kind of like she's she's desirable. Yeah. Put it that way. Is she? Yeah, that we call her. It's in the film in Wonderful Life. She's more like sort of like the, the more iconic girl, like the hottie of the town. She's your one, sir. You're, you're to, I like her. I like her in the film. She's only in it for a little bit, but in the film because it's a bit when they're cleaning the car. And she walks, he does a wonderful life. Yeah. And she's walking by and they're like, oh my god, that's a woman. And she just sort of flouncy by. I fucking love that film and I love her in that film. Anyway, that's, that's it. Film stars don't die in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, also, got Ingrid Goes West, which is with um, Audrey Pellew, I think it is. And. Anyway. Um, Scarlet Witch. She's in it. Olsen. Olsen, one of the Olsen. Olsen's not a twin. Yeah, there's, the decent there's, 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 Yeah. There's how many Olsen's are there? Three. Three in total. No, <laughs> we can't always can't always twice. Yes, Elizabeth Olsen, that's what it is. Oh no, there's two twins and she's the youngest. Just, yeah. So you got Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it looks really interesting. It was a really good film, good an indie movie. Mm-hmm. It's also got um, Ice Cube's son. Boy, that was a. Um, he played Ice Cube in the movie. In the movie, yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. Chris. No, what's Ice, what's Ice Cube's real name? Ice Cube. It's not Ice Cube. <laughs> Definitely not. Whatever his, his name is in real life, it's something something junior. That's the actor's yeah, name. Okay. He's named after his dad. Okay. I can't remember his name there. I've totally forgotten. Is it Curtis Jackson? Otis no, Jackson? That's 50 cents. Is it Billy? O'Shea? Is it O'Shea? O'Shea, yeah. O'Shea. 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 Do you know what? It's got Mel Gibson's in it. I like everyone in it, but I just feel like he's an awful John movie. John Lithgow's in there. Well. I like John Lithgow, I love Mel Gibson. John Cena. I, I like Will Ferrell at times, yeah. and I also like um, Marky Mark at times as well. I think you're going to have three chuckles, four chuckles, and you're going to feel alright. If I can get four chuckles yeah. out of it, I'll consider think, it a good film. I think you will. I didn't mind the first one, I wasn't amazed. Yeah. It's not offensive, you can't Also, out, I will get to see before next week's showing, but it's not out in general release until. The week after is Battle of the Sexes. It's out there's an event on Monday. Billie Jean King story with Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Emma Stone it's out as an advanced period of it. Really fucking funny. It looks really good. Looks sharp. There's an advanced period of that on Monday, so we can, I'm going to go see that. Um, also, still out is Jigsaw. Have you seen Jigsaw yet? Uh, yeah. I think Joe wants to go see that. And also, I tried to go see it this week, but I had to leave the cinema because of Arseholes, which was Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. But I had to leave the cinema, so I'm going to have to go, try and go see that this week as well. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm going to become Artie Bruce, yeah. What's Artie Bruce? I am going to be in this. Well, I'll catch Justice League and uh, the Jamie Dell one. Uh, yeah, it's on a good time for you. Justice League, yeah. This is a wee plug as well. It was tweeted today that the um, Deadpool 2 trailer's out today. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's not a trailer, it's a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. He'll look for it tonight. Sure tonight yeah. Colin, we'll wrap this thing up now. Yeah, so I've been Colin, you've been... Richard. And Lydia and Andy, thank you for joining us. And uh, you've been listening to... Three beers and a movie.